Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my yes. fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Chuck. I am Godless. And this is a special all? episode. Uh, this in the middle of the week. We don't normally do this, uh, except for on special occasions, if you will. This would be one of those, uh, to say the least. There's a there's a little known guy that everybody knows by the name of Brendan <laughs> Small, and um, you might know him He's special. as. <laughs> exactly as Nathan explosion and all that so we got a chance to talk to him we'll, we'll explain why here in a moment but in, in the meantime make sure that you are subscribed to us on iTunes just search Metal Sucks Podcast you will find us whenever these episodes come up they're going to come right to your uh, right to your device you don't have to worry about it it'll come to, to your stitcher whatever in your inbox it'll be right there so make sure that you are subscribed to us there also follow us on the Twitter box I am at Bearded Ape I am at Godless Speaks so that would help out as well anything like this and you're gonna need that information because there's gonna be a lot of tweeting going on relating to this big announcement about Metalocalypse now. Brandon Small on the Metal Sucks podcast. It's me, Brendan Small. How's it? How are you? Doing How do you well. Do? Doing very well. Good, good. Brendan. Yeah, it's uh, Chuck and Godless from the podcast. So, Hi, how do you do? How is everybody? Fabulous. Well, it depends. Good. Depends on you. Now, you got to fill us in because like, if you got a lame-ass announcement, it's going to be a lame-ass <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, I can tell you exactly what, the, what it's going to be. Basically, it's, it, it's, it's something that's that kind of a small fraction of the metal community are aware of, but not everybody is, which is that this whole thing, you know, it, there's, a, there's a lot of hype on this week, but beyond this week, we don't care about this week. We want to make sure just people have an awareness of of this fan-run campaign to mobilize people to actually put all the numbers in one place and and basically be able to give to both Adult Swim and Hulu a dossier of, of hard numbers. The thing is that our show has a, a huge fucking audience, even right now. Yeah. Um, even in reruns, we've got, like, millions of people watching each week. It's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, we're met with kind of like... Um, Adult Swim kind of has less money from year to year, but the, the, the people bother me every single day about putting this thing back up and doing the final series, doing the final mini-series. And I have, because, you know, I, what I have to do is, as a TV show creator, if one show's not working, I have to create another one. So that's what I've been doing in the meantime is I've been selling other TV shows, and people keep pulling me back into this Metalocalypse world, and I thought, you know what, let's do this. Let's give, let's give it the college try. Let's use the whole month of October, mobilize all these people, and, and get them to basically sign a petition. But this is the right petition. There are a lot of people kind of like texting here or tweeting here, doing everything. What we're doing is giving you instructions. I believe if we get the right numbers here, we can actually do something and we can get this show back 
up and get you the finale that you've wanted, the finale that I've written, the story that I have already that I love that would actually bring a great conclusion to this whole series. Metalocalypse Now announcement itself, the countdown clock ended and boom it's all about starting this campaign right it's about getting this campaign it's about sharing it with your friends and it's about getting everyone that has been watching this show for the last decade we premiered nine years ago yeah this time nine years ago and we've done it's crazy what this show has done our numbers have been incredibly solid like i said millions of people each week we've sold a million records a band that doesn't exist (laughs) right and that's that's nuts i mean how can you not the powers that be, what did they tell you? I mean, as far as Adult Swim goes, when they when they backed down from do, renewing, what was the thing? Was it audience? Was it money? Was it, what was the deal? It was, well, it was an audience because our numbers are really strong. Again, I mean, I know because, you know, I ch- it's in my best interest to know these numbers. And yeah. again, record sales are huge. What happened is they said, you know, we'll do something at some point. We may do something. It's just that they're kind of crying poverty. And I get it. You know, I mean, not, not everybody has as much money, but... I, you know, and it's not it's not my job to tell them what to do with money, but it's it is my job to say, look, you've got an entity here that is still very much alive and kicking, and that has a, an audience, and it has a huge audience, and bigger than a lot of your new shows. This this is a bigger show than some of the new stuff you're doing. It's hard to ignore it, and it's you know the, the other thing that happens in, in TV is from season to season, our show gets a little bit more expensive, and I get that too. So what we have here is uh, we've got a, a network. That uh, that I love that has kept me busy for a really long time from from even before Metalocalypse. So I have a lot of love for Adult Swim. I also understand their plight. So my job is to make Adult Swim's decisions very easy and to even urge a partnership between Adult Swim and Hulu because Hulu owns the license for Metalocalypse right now, the streaming rights. Adult Swim's not doing any streaming as far as I know, and um, they they have shown in some vague conversation some vague conversations and openness to co-finance with other entities. And what I want to do is basically I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to make it really simple for both parties to just go, okay, let's get our lawyers talking and let's just get this deal done. And that's, that's what I do when I sell a TV show. I try to give them waterproof, bulletproof evidence that this is going to be a phenomenon. And that's what Metalocalypse was and continues to be. And I mean, are you thinking that it's basically going to be another live Adult Swim type show? Or are you thinking uh, thinking with, with Hulu streaming or kind of a co op sort of deal? That's that's what I'm suggesting. It's up to those guys, though. I would say, wouldn't it be great if you guys co premiered? Because you would be you would be sharing audiences. Here's the thing: I don't know that Hulu even realizes they have the streaming rights to all these Adult Swim shows, and and. Other shows besides myself on Adult Swim have a huge audience as well, and they could live a second life. Hulu's already showing us that they're willing to take shows that have strong audiences and give them a second life uh, in a streaming platform. So the, re- the future of TV is going to be streaming anyway. Networks are going to slowly kind of dissipate and go away. So this is just a forward-thinking move. It's, just a, it's a, basically a business plan, and what I'm doing is trying to make this as official and share it beyond the people who are who are just like, you know, people that follow me on Twitter and share it with the whole metal community. Because I think the metal community right now could use a little bit of something to do. I think we've <laughs> lost a couple of things yeah. that made us really excited and happy over the last year or so. And this is the thing that, this is the one show that is for the metal community, where we put friends of ours in the show from the metal world, where we make references to the metal world. And, uh, They've happily accepted Metalocalypse, and we love being a part of their family. So now what happens if 
this doesn't if it doesn't work i mean is it well, would you look at the hulu exclusive or something of that the, nature well or what's the goal yeah the goal is to basically here's here's the goal and this is me just being a salesperson forget about me being a, the voice of nathan explosion and squish guards guitar playing in order for me to have a TV show, I've got to be a business person first. So I've got to basically do all the hard work and get all the numbers arranged. And numbers don't lie. When I go to someone who may be a non-creative up high who's sitting on a treasure chest of money that could be potential future Metalocalypse funds, I need to show them strict, hard numbers and numbers that, that could be potential subscribers in the future, all this stuff. And if, if you have a petition with hundreds of thousands of people, and if I'm running a network and I'm saying I'm sitting on basically potential sales and I'm not, I'm not exploiting this at all, then I've got to be ridiculous or I hate money. So that's what I'm doing. and basically giving them unmitigated evidence that this should be in your library. This new thing should be something that, that you're investing money in. Well, you're not asking anybody to send in money. You're just asking them to pledge support. Exactly. I'm not asking you to, to do anything other than just to show your love for this show and to spread the word. That really is, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, what you'll see when you go on the website are specific instructions to mobilize, exactly what we want you to do. And there's going to be more than, than, than what I just said, and I want you to go on the website and find that out. We have a title to the final series, which I think is exciting. And if you've been following the show, you'll probably get a little excited for what the title is. Okay. I'm not going to say that here. I'm going to make you go and check it out. So, um, <laughs> and that's going to be metalocalypsenow.com, right? That's correct, metalocalypsenow.com. So that's what it is. I'm not asking you to pledge any money. I have not gotten any evidence that the network has any interest in co-financing with the public. Sometimes that can get murky and logistically kind of uh, awkward. I don't know. What I'd like to use is not your money, but somebody else's. Yeah. And I don't think you need to do this. I think what we need is, is, here's what I'm noticing in the world. People are unhappy about a lot of stuff. People are unhappy about uh, Planned Parenthood. People are unhappy about guns. What we don't have, what we need as a a group of people, and in the metal world, if we're unhappy about the lack of metalocalypse, which I've gotten every single day I'm inundated with messages, what we need are instructions on how to get this thing back. We need to learn how to, like, to basically enact legislation on our own behalf and i've given specific instructions on how to do that because there is one there's already a petition out there i guess with like seventeen thousand people on it or whatever but that's sort of informal right that has nothing to do with that what is we're informal. talking what we've done is like basically that was something that fans did on their own this is the first time i've paired with fans and some other people from the music industry and given my given my okay and, and said you know what let's make this as official as possible we've actually like about about three weeks ago I mentioned this message on ultimateguitar.com, just doing a fan interview. Mm -hmm. I wasn't promoting anything. I just said, look, you guys keep on bothering me about this stuff. I've got a story. I'd love to finish this thing. Are you kidding me? But I think you guys want it even more. And so if you want it, let's start. You can do this. And I was blown away in the last couple of weeks by how many people started tweeting Hulu and Adult Swim and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, thought, I'm, I'm running down it right now, and I'm like going, oh, there's Brian Schlegel. There's Misha Mansoor. There's like all these uh, all these you know big names in metal right now that are that are all going with you already. Yeah. So, I mean, so what we need is just to keep that thing going forward, and we actually have to – I think this is one of the few things where you don't have to do much to uh, to pledge your allegiance to Metalocalypse <laughs> and the future of the show. <laughs> It really doesn't, it's not difficult to do, and, you know, I know that this has become kind of a, a part of people's lives over the years. It's so strange to to do shows and have people get married on our stage who have met watching the show and crazy stuff that have that's really become part of their lives. So, I don't know. Here's So, here's my plan. 
we give this thing the college try. We give it the old college try. Worst case scenario, we all go down swinging and say, you know what, we tried, and we gave it a shot. And if I'm another network or a streaming place and I see all these numbers, and I would say, you know what, we've got, a, we've got great evidence to try to take it somewhere else. But you know what? This is basically because the fans wanted this, and I want to show them that um, we should just we should really try it a little bit more officially. Um, Were there right e- ever any concerns about advertisers or sponsors, endorsements, that sort of thing in the past that caused them to be hesitant about a fifth season? No, oh no. Our our um, here's the deal with with a show like this. By the way, like just speaking numbers, and like just being again <laughs> not funny or creative or anything. What you want is our demographic. Our demographic is like the, the chief demographic, the 18 to 34 yeah. male audience. So our gold. audience. It's gold. Basically, basically, if I'm selling this show right now, I would say, look, I would buy ad space because I know it's going to be seen by hundreds of thousands, millions of people because this is the chief demographic. And what we've also proven is this audience buys stuff. I'm, you know, I put out signature series guitars that are no longer available. They're sold out because people found 17-year-olds found a way to buy a $2,600 guitar. Um, We sold out of the tablature books because people want to buy this stuff. We sold a million records, you know, just because... (laughs) Yeah, at a time when nobody's selling records. You guys are selling records. So what are we we proving with this show? That it has an economic viability. And this audience, this heavy metal audience, is one that no one's really spoken to before in the TV world. And and they like to support. They go down with the ship. They want they want stuff in there. They buy physical records in a world where everyone's stealing records. They want stuff in their hands. They want to support. And they just uh, they're the most loyal people in the world. And, and if I'm an advertiser, I want these people watching my my network. The first time I saw Metalocalypse, my reaction was, how the hell did this ever get on television? <laughs> but, but now that it's been on TV for almost a decade, it's like, how in the world is this not, not on television? I know, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's funny. I'm not, you know, it's really strange. Everyone, everyone wants the same thing. They don't want to jumpstart or restart the show or anything. They want this final, this final piece of the story. And I'll tell you one other thing. I was going to wrap up the whole story when I did the Doomstar Requiem, uh, the one-hour-long rock opera special. And the, the head of the network said, no, 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 no. You don't want to wrap this up. You don't wanna, he said, you don't want to push the button on this thing. And I said, are you serious? And he said, yeah. And I go, then I'm going to leave it open-ended, and I'm going to start the final, the final crawl towards the end. And uh, and that was two years ago. Well, wait a minute. So how did that – that doesn't make Is any that sense. that guy still employed? Yeah. <laughs> I know it makes no sense. No, that's the thing that that's what that's why we're doing this. It's a confusing landscape. This landscape of cable web TV. So we have not gotten straight answers. We have not gotten officially canceled. You know, it's it's really strange. But we can't sit and wait for like five years because I will move on to another project. I'm still excited about this show. Now's the time to get me to do this. It's funny. It's funny because, you know, I mean, a lot of the Adult Swim shows also poke poke fun at the idea that, all right, we'll be back in a year and a half, maybe, you know, whenever they sign off on any any season ending. Because you never right. know if it's going to be six months, a year, two years, whenever that show is going to come back. Is that just sort of the way that things are with those guys? Yeah. And you know what? It's, they, they run a very different kind of thing. It seems to be working for them. I, don't, I can't really tell them what to do because when you look at their programming, when you look at the numbers of their programming, 
they kind of are still beating everybody in late night programming. They're crushing all the competition. So whatever it is, whatever weird ways that they have, it you works. cannot deny they work and you can't deny the numbers. So I can be confused, but I can't be angry or uh, offer a different solution of how they would program or <laughs> or manage shows. Whatever it is in their crazy way seems to make sense, and uh, the proof's in the pudding. But the truth is that they want people to get excited and to like double their numbers for our people are going to tune in and watch this new thing. And I mean, the numbers of our reruns are are nearly a million each week. And that's reruns from 10 years ago. There's at least two or three shows that are on Adult Swim right now that Metalocalypse would be better for the world if they were in that time slot. So which which ones are they? Um, for a, Adult Swim? Yeah, if we, if we were to replace a, a show on Adult Swim, which one just has to go? <laughs> it is not good business for me to throw a show under the bus with the network that I'm still trying to work with. Yeah, but it's good for podcasting. <laughs> it is great for podcasting, so I would let you guys say that, and I would stay out of it. Well, I mean, but it also, the way that they do that, too, is that it, it, the, you get a lot of space in there, right? Because, I mean, if a show's off for a year, year and a half, then you've got space for somebody else to come in and finish yeah. this. Or it, oh. it kind of gives this weird opening for now it does, it's not like seasons or anything like what you have with uh with broadcast tv or anything but it's right. kind of an odd twist on that well you know what's funny is that's all going to go away because here's what's happening streaming. is like with H- streaming is hbo hbo now ha- can pick up more tv shows because they have through streaming a gigantic bandwidth that they don't have in like a sunday night programming block so they can only put two shows on sunday night that they want people to see yeah. but on streaming it's it's a la carte, it's on demand, and you can pretty much, you're the programming, you're the head of your own network, so you you have unlimited bandwidth. So this doesn't really even, I don't think that even kind of comes into the actual conversation of, you know, what has to go in order for this to go in, because I think by the time this show would be finishing with its production, I bet things would have changed by then. Yeah. So you're saying there's no, like, uh, it doesn't seem like there's any animosity between you and Adult Swim or anything like that. It seems like just uh, some ambiguity that's going on there. Just some... Yeah, I'd say animosity is not even close because yeah. I'm a big boy and I work in show business. And show business has, like, yays and nays and things get, your, the rug gets pulled out from under you. Even when you're working in a, on a season, there's plenty of stuff that kind of, like, adds up and doesn't add up. And you're basically dealing with TV is like the entity of a crazy person and you have to dodge and, and bob and weave and go, okay, yes, sir. I mean, look, you're paying, you're paying me a ridiculous amount of money to do, to, to make a heavy metal show. I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to, and you're letting me have final cut and total creative control. What, what? I don't see what the problem is here. Yeah. I don't see where I would complain. I mean, look at, look at my lifestyle. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I've gotten through this cartoon to, to fulfill every one of my heavy metal dreams. I've gotten to put out guitars. I get to do articles in guitar magazines. Um, I get to make music in front of an audience. I get to be funny in front of an audience. It's the ultimate wet dream. I don't know how I would top it. but um, And that's where I'm like, okay, the fans are speaking, and I'm just going to listen to them. And I'm going to say, look, you guys want this thing? Here are the instructions to go out and get it. This is for you at this point. <laughs> when you when you pitched uh, uh, Metalocalypse in the very beginning, there must have been a champion for you at Adult Swim. Who was that person, and are they still there? Yes, that would be Mike Lazo. Mike Lazo is he's basically Adult Swim is his whole 
it's his whole brainchild. And he was there from the beginning from when I was doing home movies. And he is, he is the guy who is crazy enough to basically <laughs> greenlight my pitch. And my pitch at the time was, look, I want to do a show about a modern kind of extreme metal band, and uh, there's going to be blood and fire and tits and explosions. And I'm not necessarily sure I want anyone to understand anything anyone's saying. That was my pitch. And he said, <laughs> right on the heels of my sentence, he said, that's a green light. <laughs> so how angry could I ever, why would I ever have animosity? The show wouldn't exist unless this, this guy who was crazy enough to say yes to it would have did it. So I don't know. I mean, it, you know, TV is a complex kind of thing, and you have to just, um, you have to kind of stand on the periphery of, of, like, you don't want to get emotionally involved. You want to treat it like a business, but you also want to give a shit about it and care and, and craft and love and, and make other people fall in love with it, too, and the characters in the world. So, Maybe he got married or something. <laughs> maybe he got married. Yeah, his, his wife doesn't allow him. <laughs> no more heavy metal. Um, it's happened well, to know, some of us here and there. Metalocalypse, now with less tits. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it's with uh, closed women. Um, <laughs> no, it, uh, it really is. I really think it's, it's the state of TV is, is, a, is a difficult state, and it's a hard thing to perpetuate because the landscape continues to change. So in the cable weblet world, such as like, uh, you know, pay TV, like Adult Swim and, you know, TBS and things like that. Something has happened over the last five, six years where ad revenue is lessening because everyone got together, all the ad people from like, you know, Nike to like whatever shampoo or whatever, they all said, we're going to collectively pay less for ad space. And everyone had enough. They were like, well, I guess I'm going to take less than I use used to take. And that means less money for shows. And that means different decisions. And they're always trying to create new entities and create new stuff and keep their brand evolving. So, you know, that's, that's the lay of the land, and it's going to keep on changing. But like I said, this, it's a forward-thinking move for Adult Swim to get into the streaming world and to partner and to maybe take my show and a couple other shows and just get their lawyers talking to Hulu's lawyers. And Hulu, when they look at the numbers, when they actually realize what this is that they have, will... In, in this scenario, they'll say, "Look, there's money to be made here," and that's what you have is, to say. You know, is this like a thirty day, like we're, as many as we can in this long time, or is this an indefinite thing? This is a thirty day campaign. We're we're putting okay. an end, like we're basically we're using the month of of October or Clocktober, as we've always called yeah, it, yeah. to uh to to mobilize to get the word out. And I'll be talking to people. I'll be talking to. Friends of mine to put the word out in the heavy metal world. You may see some tweets from people in the, from bands, from labels, from uh, actors who have been on the show. They all, um, they're, they're all, everyone, my, myself to every single fan, are all kind of in a place where, like, look, this this show's really moving forward story wise. Why would we stop now? What can we do? We're confused. Are you like on their calendar for a certain date in November and you're just going to go in with the numbers that you got and that's the pitch? That's very much, that's, that's pretty much it. That's cool. it. The show's established itself. The world's established itself. I don't have to pitch the character of the show, the storyline, any of that. What I have to pitch right. at this point is this, this community is demanding what is owed to them, what they've earned over the last nine years, the conclusion to the story. Now, do you feel like there would be hesitation to say that this would be the last season? So, like, say, if you go, you're saying that this is going to wrap up the story. You see the, the 
you think they would want more? You, yeah, exactly. Is this like one of those things where, well, shit, if it's finite, then... then Hey, look, I can pitch spinoffs until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> I can pitch the Dr. Roxo variety special. Oh, dude. If I, if, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, right. <laughs> yeah. You well, want to get numbers, all I have to do is just like an, enable Dr. Roxo to have his own TV show. And done. <laughs> all right. Yep. Uh, I, I, I can totally see that. No, I was just curious if that was, uh, because, I mean, it's obviously when they were thinking about the Doomstar Requiem being the last thing, it's like, well, we don't want that to be the last thing. Maybe it's, you know, there's something know, to do with that. I know. You know? It's, it's, it's a strange place, and I'm sure that that guy said that because he just was trying to preserve, because they're not used to. A TV show, you know, especially an animated show, is, most of them are not like Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse is a, has a don't-look-back style storytelling, which is yeah. that the story is evolving, characters are dying, it's more like what TV has evolved into, which is like the Game of Thrones, where you're like, oh my God, that guy's not here anymore, so what do we do? What does that mean? So in this world of you know, multiple deaths, we have to actually also make important deaths resonate. And we have a show that, that basically cannot reset and go back to zero like the Simpsons do every week. We actually have a forward-moving story. And, not, and, and that was kind of something that we snuck in that the network wasn't crazy about, but we kind of snuck it in anyway, because we think this is what a show needs to do. It needs to move forward and it needs to evolve. And when we look at our numbers, we realize that the fans think that that's, that's keeping them in their seats, you know? So we've got a lot of fans in their seats. They're dying for the next thing. They're dying to, to pay their admission price and get the ticket to see the thing. But, uh, you know, we just have to make sure everyone else sees why this is a, a financial opportunity. Because when you release the Doomstar on uh, the album, anyway, yeah. that's under your label, right? That's not under William Street. That was, yes, that was something where basically they said, it's really funny because this is something that will just perplex everybody, is that after all these record sales, they're like, eh, I don't think we're a label anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, we're, we're the only band on the label, really. And I thought, okay, well, it, I know that, that people are going to want to hear this, and in my limited financial ability, I'm going to just make sure it's out there. I'm not going to do the, I'm not going to have, I don't have the financial resources to, uh, to personally, if I'm personally financing this out of my own pocket to do a global campaign, I can do local and I can do kind of uh, street team kind of stuff. And so I just wanted to make sure it was out there and, uh, and people are still learning about that, that thing right now. It seems like if this whole thing doesn't work and there doesn't end up being a fifth season on Adult Swim, I got a pitch for your next show should be a couple television executives who have to function in life with their heads firmly up inside their own anus. <laughs> I know. It seems, you know what, the thing that, uh, that we have here is logic and numbers. And you'd be surprised at how often that doesn't work. But you know what? Again, this is about mobilizing people who are, who are already fans and not trying to talk new yeah. people into anything because we already got them. It's, it's the heavy metal community. And again, I think, I think this would be some really great goodwill for Adult Swim and Hulu to, to extend an olive branch to each other or to myself and, and have nothing but goodwill and, and make money and do something great for the mental community, which I think, like I said, I think they could use something right now. I'm thinking about the music now. Um, yeah. Season five. So status of like the band and musically where you're going. Uh, did Death Album 4 come out of this uh, as far as that's there concerned? Would, and, this, by the way, this would, yes, that's a good question. And what would come out with this is another record. 
which I've been demoing over the last year. And I got some stuff I have to say is pretty good. I like it a lot, and I don't like everything, but uh, I've got some stuff I like. Um, and this would be part of it. It would come out. There would be an album, and I don't know if there, I mean I don't know if I would put it on a new label. I don't know if I would have to license the name Metalocalypse or Death Clock again. But um, there would be music, and it would be of the style of the show. Well, dude, you got all the work already you're doing. You got all the music ready to go. You got the story ready to go. You got your characters, everything. I mean, you're a professional. You don't do this sort of thing for free. No, I don't do it for fun. But what, I, what I've what i learned, and this happens, this, this is with the new shows that I'm working on and whatever, act as if it's happening. I think that's also when you see the title of the show, it just seems a little bit more real. And it seems that it's, it's a, it's a real possibility. We actually have a budget laid out for everything. We're just happy. We have everything ready to go. We have everything that, like, all the T's crossed, the I's dotted. We have everything ready to go. All we need is a phone call that's optimistic. So would, is there anything contractually that if things don't work on Adult Swim, is there anything contractually that stops us from going to Amazon or Netflix or HBO or any of these other online streaming services or another cable station? <clears throat> well, the only thing, the only thing in my, in my, uh, my research that I did, because I actually have some people at Netflix that I know well, and I said, what would it take to get this over there? And I said, listen, it's going to be really tricky because Adult Swim made this license deal with Hulu. That seems like that's the place to go. And that's where I said, you know what? That is totally right. That makes total sense. They've got this thing. Again, I don't know that, that, that the acquisitions department really truly knew what they were getting. I think they may have saw some numbers because they did kind of skim the top of the Adult Swim's uh, ratings getters, our show included. And, um, but I don't know really that they know that this show has the following and the fan base that it has. Mm. And I don't know great that people... I was Sorry, saying, I don't know that people even know, aside from my people that follow me on Twitter, that truly know that Hulu has this. Yeah, and I mean that's that, that's another thing to get out there, you know, as far as being able to look at the old episodes or watch the old stuff, being able to stream it someplace, you know, mm -hmm. and and hopefully you would think that once people discover that Hulu would see some streaming increases as well, so that that that's going to help too. Well, that's something that we're keeping an eye on as well. So. um so we have like a diagnostics team that is actually tracking numbers and tracking clicks and tracking things. But the most important thing is signing that petition because yeah. that's the, yeah. that's the, that's the real, like, um, that's going to be the thing that shows all the numbers. That's going to be the, the big piece of evidence. And that's what we need. And any chance that you could pitch another show to another network and then just halfway through episode one, death clock, kill everybody. <laughs> and then you finish the rest of the metal in that way. That would be some amazing TV. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. That'd be like a David Lynch kind of a movie. Yeah, right? like, what is, wait a minute, everyone fell asleep? Oh, and Metal Aquaman? Wait, they turn on the TV, Metal Aquaman? Oh, it's the final episode! Yeah. yeah, it's like, full creative control, bitches! Oh my god, this is crazy. Oh, I hope the, I hope Adult Swim doesn't find out. Um, yeah, that's pretty... But <laughs> I really like the way you're thinking. You're thinking positive. Um, but, you know, it's really strange. It's possible. People have done things like this before. It really is about how strong your legal team is and how open they are. And, you know, it, it really gets into lawyers at some point, and lawyers tend to move very slow. Yeah. And, in yeah. fact, when I pitched this idea to Adult Swim and Hulu, they didn't say no to it. They just said their lawyers are burning a candle at both ends, and they just completed that deal. So why would, And I'm like, you know what? 
I'm telling the fans exactly what this what I think should happen, and they're going to be the voice. That's what happens so, when they start dropping s bombs and uh, have to deal with the FCC. You know. <laughs> oh lawyers are busy no shit they are (laughs) (laughs) i know but you know i i again i mean i understand what the business is i i get it i get that some people are really excited about it i know that adult swim is hearing that kind of first call of the fans i talked to someone at the the adult swim who runs their facebook i I happened to be at a wedding and he pulled me aside he goes dude you have no idea how upset the fans are that this show is no longer that had been, you know, the finale hasn't been put through here. And I go, I do have an idea because it's my job to know that stuff. And and what we're going to do is we're going to all get together and we're going to we're going to see if we can do something. So I'm going to come out there and say that I think this may be a conspiracy to build uh, people's interest in season five, uh, holding it back from us because you know you know we want it and it's making everybody. <laughs> go crazy at this point i think that's i think it's all part of the part of the scheme is what's going on now i wish i had that kind of uh machiavellian foresight put something like that (laughs) together but i am afraid i'm not smart enough to do that i am only smart enough to do like the the numbers the diagnosis i mean i again i can create a tv show i can have people dream about whales and learn about prophecies and stuff like that but i don't think i can trick people in that way um and i think i think the fans started a thing where they probably thought that this was an announcement for um, for uh, you know a new season, it's not. It's it's for it's for the call to arms is what it is. And um, no, I guarantee you, everybody thought this was an announcement for a new season. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it, the second that this thing airs on Friday, people will know that uh, this is something else, and it's it's actually more important than just good news. It's 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 positive, but it's not. But it's it's the beginning of the work we have to do. Yeah. Awesome. It's a yeah. shame you got a whole bunch of people who are so used to just passively sitting back and enjoying the show. You actually need them to lean forward and click a mouse a couple times. I mean, that's all we're asking for. That, you know? It's true, yeah. I mean, basically, would you spend seven or eight bucks to watch this? And I think yeah. um, maybe they're already spending the seven or eight bucks. But, you know, we need to know that. We need to know exactly what it is and, and who you are and what you care about. And that's that's what's going to... You know what? I've learned this... and. Metalocalypse, though it's been a you know a really, I got nothing but positive things to say. I've tried to do some really difficult things that I haven't seen a TV show do, where I got to create a band, I got to make it a viable band, I got to make music that made sense to people on its own without the show, and I've gotten to tour that stuff. I've gotten to do all kinds of stuff that other TV shows don't get to do. And they told me each time this is going to be difficult, this is going to be hard to manage. They're going to be lots of you know, red tape and a lot of legal bullshit we have to go through. But I'll tell you, I said, yeah, I realize all that stuff, but I think I've got the willpower to bother you guys forever and to get it done. And you know what? I did all that stuff. So at the end of the day, I truly believe if there is a will in this audience, then there is a way. We can definitely do this. So that's what I think. We just need to see if the will is out there. Brendan, on a personal level, like creatively, do you have any concerns that this is sort of a peak or is this your Beavis and Butthead and there will be more awesome stuff in the future? Is, is like Mike Judge like the, the sort of template you're looking at? First of all, Mike Judge is amazing. I am, I'm a huge fan of his stuff. I, that guy evolves and moves forward in a way that I could only hope to do someday. Um, second, to answer your first part of the question, I just sold a show that I am in love with. 
And I think that this audience will love this show, too. And I think I get to experiment in a completely different way in this other show that will be, you know, in the same family, in the same phyla or genus or species as this show, but uh, a totally different thing. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to be incredibly cool. I'm not like going, oh, geez, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I've got, a, I've got ideas that, that I really enjoy a lot. Are this you is, are you finally making the live action King Diamond sitcom I've been dreaming of since I was a kid? <laughs> I wish that somebody, you know, I actually asked him when he did Voices on Metal Aquas, I asked King Diamond, I said, I remember listening to your records as a kid and getting the chills because I thought these were such well-told horror stories. For me, I'm 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 of the age where them hit me at the perfect age. And um, is this a possibility? Can someone license the rights and try to pitch this and make this a movie. And he kind of said, yeah, you know, people have been talking about that forever and blah, blah, blah. Kind of gave me a wishy-washy answer that no one has done it. No one has gone the distance. But wouldn't that be amazing to see that as a film? Right. No kidding. Either that or just him, like, with a family and grandma lives upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) But that turns into problem they got to solve every week, you know? That turns into the Adams family or something, you know? Yeah. Or him with just a flash under his face at a campfire two and a half hours. Or just take all the old Cosby Show scripts and just put him in Cosby's role and just see if the stories play out, you know? Some sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to save the franchise, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, and breaking the news, man, and uh, hopefully we can motivate a few people to get their asses out there and uh, and help support it, because I want to see how this damn story ends, man, at this point. I know. It's a, it's a good ending. I really like the story, and um, I've got it all. I've got it all sitting right in this little area, like a crazy lunatic playing with toys. Um, everybody's like, yeah. what happens to Murder Face? What happens yep. to Murder Face? What happens to Murder Face? Exactly. Oh, it's going to be so good. I don't know what to say. <laughs> All I can say is uh, go to MetalOculusNow.com and, and do it. Do what your country is asking of you. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, do you get to dress up as a Wookiee or a Stormtrooper in the next uh, Star Wars movie? Oh, would I be a Wookiee or a Stormtrooper? I'd be a Stormtrooper if, 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 I, if I had the choice. What do you mean? Um, I mean, I figured that was a done deal. Yeah. Hamill didn't bring you in to, like, you know, guest as a robot or something? um, You know, um, when I was doing the Doomstar Requiem, Hamill had just started his diet for uh, getting back in shape for um, the movie. You know, these guys are on just severe gag orders. They're not allowed to say the word star. They can't mention the word wars. They have to, you know, use metaphors to point in the sky and yeah. things and you know um but uh he was he was looking really good and he was excited and uh those trailers look amazing i was just uh, i was just uh th- when i saw simon Pegg in a in like a animal suit or whatever i was like oh man i wonder who else is in there there's got to be a bunch of people in there i know uh, it's only but you know what i'm happy to be completely in the dark until i see the movie you know? i'm with you but- yeah, I'm yeah. so with you on that, too. Oh, no, dude. If you get a chance to get into a suit, you do it. I mean, well, Hamill's there. You got to at least yeah, ask yeah. him. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, you know what? You're right. I got to start. I got to start throwing my power on. Hey, you want to you want some voiceover work, right? You got to talk <laughs> yeah, totally. to J.J. Uh, Abrams for me, right? I'll give you, you know, I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars of voiceover work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, just, you just play it the opposite way. It's like, oh. So, like, Star Wars wasn't happening. You had to come down to do some voiceover work. Now Star Wars is back. You forget all of us who were helping you when you need, you know, you do the guilt thing. That seems like that'd be effective. 
You know, the, the funny thing about, first of all, Hamill is uh, an amazing voice actor and a really cool, calming presence to be around. He's just a great guy. And, um, you know, when we were putting the cast together for Mandalaclips, you know, someone said, because I, I wanted kind of more aged, raspier, older voices for this tribunal. And I thought, I don't want I could do some of those voices myself. It's going to sound like a guy doing a put-on voice or something. I'd rather have people whose voices actually sound like that. And someone said, what about Mark Hamill? I was like, ooh, that would be amazing just to be in a room with him. But let's, let's be, okay, let's not be Star Wars. Forget about Star Wars. Let's just listen to his, because he did a demo for us. I said, let's just check out how good this demo is. If it's good, then, you know, then it's good. And it's undeniable. You made Mark Hamill demo for you. That's awesome. What a power move. (laughs) Well, someone did it for me. It's easy for them. They all have their own like recording studios in their houses. So so he did it, and it sounded exactly what I'd hoped it'd sound like with a very little direction. And he came in, and he worked. And the first day that he came in to do uh, the show, um, so yeah, so it turns out he's a great actor, and, um, and he was giving me exactly what I was hoping for without me directing him. So I was like, okay, great, we're hiring this guy. And so we all kind of huddled around before he got in, and I said, okay, everybody, Mark Hamill's coming in here, and everyone's just the biggest Star Wars dork in the world. Like, they all smell of B.O. and, you know, Wookiee cookies and things <laughs> yeah. like that. And just have lightsabers in their back pockets. And um, I was like, let this be the one place where he doesn't have to hear about the Force, about Dagobah. <laughs> let this be a safe haven for this man who's getting it everywhere he goes. Let this be the place where we don't bring up Star Wars and we all bit our tongues. Unless, so you totally, like, he walks in, you go, nice to meet you, Mark. So what else have you done? Is that what you did? <laughs> yeah, so we're all big fans of Corvette Summer. And um, <laughs> so he was really cool. Uh, he actually he actually was really cool, and he knew about my, my earlier show, Home Movies, and he was asking about that. And I was like, well, but I was just, like, stunned, and my heart was in my throat because I was looking at Luke Skywalker's eyes. But, um, but, but if he, the other part of the world, if he starts talking about Star Wars, we stop and we listen and keep nodding. And he would yeah. do that every once in a while, which is pretty cool. That's kind of awesome. All right, so you'll be in oh, episode eight. Way, okay, all right, cool. I know one small, tiny thing. You can cut this out if you want. One of my favorite things in the world was having George Corpse Grinder Fitcher from Cannibal Corpse come in and do voices. And we arranged it so that he would be there when Mark Hamill was. And you've never seen the singer of a... Because Cannibal Corpse looks like five serial killers on stage, killing yeah. people, whatever. But you would never see a guy turn into an, a 12-year-old kid faster. It was so amazing to watch his countenance completely change and turn into the biggest nerd in the world. And uh, it was a very sweet moment. If you can say that about a member of Cannibal Course. Oh, that's so funny. I I, I totally believe it. Because, I mean, I've, I've, I follow him on Facebook or whatever. And he's get, just watching it. He's got pictures with his family all the time. And it's like so out of... You're like he has no neck, but he's got the cutest kids. <laughs> he's a sweet, a sweet man with a lovely family. It's true. There, yeah. I said Brendan, it. Brendan, <laughs> any cameos in season five that you would like to see happen that would get people excited too? Uh, I've always wanted Peter O'Toole, but I think we blew it. Oh, Lawrence Olivier, oh. uh, the great WC Fields. Um, I, I can't, you know what? Those are the kinds of things I'm not offering just yet because I want to make sure there's. There's some kind of a real offer. I can't just start calling up people and going, hey, bro, if this thing gets made, I'm going to make you the star. <laughs> and then, hey, whatever w- happened to that thing? It didn't get made. Yeah. 
I would think at this point, like, it's big enough that, like, you're on the, instead of, like, asking people, people are asking you, so you could, like, all right, so if you retweet me, musician, and you get a ton of people who say they were referred by you, then I'll put you in episode three type of thing, you know? I think that's a really, I think that's, that's, that's a twofold thing. That could work wonderfully, or that could backfire in a crazy way, where I turn into the asshole in Hollywood who promises parts and never delivers. So that's a tricky yeah. thing to do. The most important thing we've always done is made sure our story works first, and then when we have available parts, we we cast them with people who w- we're fond of, you know? Yeah. And that usually is the way that we do it, and I think that seems to make actual logical sense. Um, but, uh, you know, we've had a lot of bands from Metallica to to Enslaved be on the show, mm-hmm. and um, I will be tapping on all those guys to tweet and help out and see what they can do to uh, to spread the word of Metalocalypse.now. Cool. Metalocalypse.now.com. There you go. <laughs> Blew the whole thing. Son of a bitch. Now, it's not even a Dude, awesome. Thank you, man. We appreciate you uh, breaking the news and, uh, and talking to us about this, man. It's very cool. So good good luck, and uh, hopefully this is going to come through. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for, uh, for talking to me. Dude, I so want to find out what happens at the end of the goddamn story. I wish you would have told us what was going to happen, dude. What the hell? I thought we were we going to get, get like the something. story off the mic. It was like it was like, all right, so we're going to like when it's over, know, we'll I just know. like tell them it's over, but then we'll stop recording. But we'll find out. But we didn't find out. No, no, we didn't find out. God damn it! But actually, I'm sort of with him on that in that respect. Like, I kind of want to wait and find out, you know, with everybody else. I, I, I want to know, but I don't want to know. You know, I want to see it and see how it all unfolds. So you guys are going to have to get off your ass and actually do a couple things. So metal lock now.com go there and check it out and, and follow the instructions and uh, maybe we can get uh, season five cranked out here uh, soon eh, fingers crossed sounds like they got all the pre-pro like done on it so I'm kind yeah. of excited about it it's pretty cool I mean how hard is it to draw a cartoon <laughs> right come on <laughs> I mean he does it's him doing like you know three of the voices so fuck he could stand in a room and knock it out you know and oh, done, totally, right, right? Totally. You know, yeah. I don't know man so, hey, I wonder if we get enough of our fans to like, you know, uh, tweet out or something. Maybe we can get cameos in season <laughs> five. That'd be pretty damn cool. That, that would that would be very cool, man. But I don't think we are, you know, King Diamond and or Corpse Grinder and or uh, anybody else of that nature. So yeah, ah, we're getting there, getting there. We'll, progress. We'll dude. be that silent clocketeer in the corner. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just to, just a grunt. Yeah, that's all. Well, I'm just saying I'm owning that King Diamond is Bill Cosby idea because I think that's a gem right there. Oh, you copyright that and, shit. And I'll, but I would trade it to get a cameo in an episode. Would it be King Cosby <laughs> or would it be Bill King? <laughs> King Co- 
<laughs> I think King Cosby might be pretty good. King Cosby's good, yeah. Oh, I feel a fucking Halloween costume coming on now. Oh, my oh, God. Can you imagine Holy the intro cow. of the show where, like, everybody's plucking his sweater and he's making the funny face <laughs> and stuff like that? Oh, my God. That would be just, that's comedy gold oh, right there. good times, man. But thank you to Brendan Small uh, for coming on and, and making that announcement here on the podcast. We appreciate uh, that for sure. It's uh, metalocalypsenow.com. And make sure that you're following us and subscribed on iTunes. Uh, just search Metal Sucks Podcast. You'll find us there. And anytime we have a special episode like this, come up. There's been quite a few lately. You might want to oh. you might want to be subscribed. That way they come right to you and you don't miss out on some of this big news that's been happening because uh, we try to be on top of it as much as we can. And, of course, we tweet about it, too. I'm at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks and so, Godless Speaks on Facebook.com. Hook up with us there. And if you want to support us, you can also check out uh, ChuckAndGodless.com. That'll take you right to our oh, Patreon yeah. account as well. So you might want to take a peek at that as well. Brendan doesn't want money, but we do. We do, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be more than happy to take cash. That'd be great, man. Uh, until next week, uh, this is another special episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I'm Chuck. Or, I'm so, wait, I flipped that around somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. We're done.